Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Back at a Chuck Show. Hanging out in the Key Studios Wednesday night with you. 404-726-0929. That is our Solomon Brothers Diamond text line to be a part of the show. Well, we continue to get ready for Falcons, Panthers coming up Sunday, week one in the NFL. Falcons at home, and, um, you know, hopefully it is all good news after the game. Let's head out to the waitfor.com hotline. Let's talk to our friend of the show. We'll be talking to her all season long, Tori McElhaney. She covers all things Atlanta Falcons for atlantafalcons.com. You can check her out and follow her on our personal Twitter page, at Tori underscore McElhaney. Tori, as always, thanks for a few minutes on the show tonight as uh, we get ready for an official new season. We're ready to go, and uh, it can't come here soon enough. I couldn't agree more. I'm just ready for some real football. (laughs) Yeah, no doubt. Um, You know, give us a little bit. What do you think your gut tells you as far as Cordero Patterson? I mean, I know, you know, again, we got kind of some updates, and he was – a not a I guess it was a partial participant in practice we saw Mike Hughes back what does your gut tell you about a couple of these players whether it's Okuda Cordero Patterson like what are you thinking their status is going to be at the end of the day yeah so I I think when you're kind of looking at a guy like CP and a guy like Mike Hughes those are two guys that I think it, it wouldn't strike me as as crazy at all to say that they could be back on Sunday and be be ready to go for week one even though they haven't been fully practicing in a couple weeks I I do think that you could probably put the ball in CP's hands right now and he'd probably be okay so I think it's it's not something that I think is it you know every single time they talked about it's like soft tissue soft tissue and sometimes those things just need some time off just to heal and they've had I feel like plenty of time they've had a lot of time so if they're I think if they're around 100%, they'll be good to go. I think Jeff Akuda is maybe a bit more of a question mark for me. Now, I'm also not saying that CP and Mike Hughes are going to go out there on, on Sunday, but I think they have more of a likelihood than Jeff Akuda just because of the nature of the injury and the fact that they have been limited and, and Jeff Akuda hasn't made it out to the field just yet. I think it probably could be a few more weeks for him. Do you think there's any chance he goes to a short-term IR if – if this thing is going to go two or three weeks before he's going to be ready. I mean, is that kind of still on the table? Do you think for, for him being on short-term IR? Possibly, but the, but with the IR rules right now, it's if you go on IR, you have to miss 
four games. Mm -hmm. So if they were to have put him on IR, you know, this past week and and said, you know, okay, he's going to miss the first four games of the season, then okay. But if they have any inkling that he could potentially be back in week two or week three, then there's no need to put him on IR because then you're kind of blowing him for, for two games that he could possibly be back. So, you know, Tori, when you look at this matchup, um, you know, and I know it's, it's a different season that these teams are completely different, um, you know, than what they were last year. But, you know, it was kind of striking just how many similarities. I mean, it it's they're not mirror images, but, you know, they were pretty close in a lot of the numbers that they had. I mean, save sacks, you know, the, the Panthers were pretty much drastically better than the Falcons at sacking the quarterback, but the Falcons were drastically better at running the football. But when you look right. at, like, scoring, pass defense, rush defense, yards per carry, like, there's a lot of similarities between these two teams. Yeah, no, and it's it's interesting, too, because you kind of feel like both feel like they're kind of at the cusp of something. You don't know what direction this thing is going to go in, I think, for either team. And something that I think is actually pretty intriguing and why I think I'm so excited that this it, Carolina and Atlanta is the week one matchup for the Falcons is, is because it almost feels like this is going to be a coach's chess match to a certain extent because neither team really has a lot of good looks on what either side is going to do offensively or honestly, to be completely honest with the Falcons defense, there are so many new pieces that you don't know what that defense is really going to look like either. So, I mean, Jerry Gray today said there are a lot of things that we haven't shown on film yet in the first three preseason games. So I just think there's a lot out there that we just don't necessarily know about these teams and how they're going to operate when it comes down to the wire on Sunday. So that's something that I, I think when I'm looking at these two teams and where they are, that's something that I'm actually pretty intrigued about because it feels like it's going to be, one would hope, good football. Tori McElhaney joining us here on the WadeFord.com hotline, Falcons reporter for AtlantaFalcons.com. Um, one thing, let's let's talk about our favorite thing in the in the world uh, with the Falcons depth charts. Um, but <laughs> but I, uh, I I was excited to see um, D. Alford be listed as the first team punt return guy. And look, I I'm I'm excited about him getting a chance and. Look, I would love to see Avery Williams out there. I, I love Avery Williams, and right. I think he does so many good things, not just in the punt return game, but obviously, you know, his even his offensive and, and where he's had to play all over the field. But I'm excited to see D. Alford. I mean, maybe it's a small thing, mm-hmm. but I, I am excited to see what he can do. And, you know, again, hopefully he gets some opportunities and some chances to show. And, and look, who knows what can happen, but I liked what I saw in the preseason, and – that's at least one thing that, you know, is kind of maybe a little bit fresh or different than maybe what we thought going into the season. I'm excited to see what he can do back there. Yeah, I am too. And I think this is a guy who who went out and, and earned that spot. I mean, I remember at the very beginning of training camp, it felt like there it was a competition for that spot with like four or five, maybe six guys that were consistently fielding punts during training camp practices. And Slowly but surely as the preseason went on and, you know, injuries happen and then you have a cut down and, and et cetera, et cetera. But D. Alford was the last game, last man standing. And I, I think when you look at what he was able to show, even just in that one return that he had against Miami and, and kind of that ability, I mean, this isn't someone who I don't think has fielded a ton of, has been a big-time punt returner 
at any point in his career. I mean, I, I think he's only had a, gosh, I don't even know, maybe like, I, I don't even want to say a number, but I don't think it's a pretty significant number in terms of how many punt return yards he's had over his entire career, whether it be college or CFL or whatever. But he's somebody who I think has established himself as somebody who wants to go. He, he really is a guy who I think wants to go out and make an impact. And, and I think that he's done that so far in the preseason. It's something that I'm really excited to see come Sunday. So I'll ask you a question that uh, my producer and I were kind of talking about. So if I give you the number 25 and a half, do you think Desmond Ritter throws more passes or throws fewer passes than 25 and a half? I think it's going to be fewer. I think if you can stay around that number, that's maybe where you want to be. But I do think that the Falcons have something really special in terms of what they're able to do run when they run the ball. And I don't think they're going to get too far away from that, especially when you have when you saw what a guy like Tyler Algier did just, I think, in and of himself last year, the fact that you now have Bajan with him. And let's I mean, let's be honest, even though Bajan has a bunch of abilities as a pass catcher, I do think that He's still running back through and through, and I do think we're still going to see him have traditional carries. So I think if you, I think the Falcons are good if they're right around that 25, but I think just in terms of maybe the first, I don't know, the, the first game and just trying to get your feet wet, a, a young quarterback's best friend is a solid run game. And I, I think you don't want to push, I, don't, I wouldn't want to push it too far in, in week one. No. Yeah, and, and as great minds think alike, I mean, I, I think the number's going to be about 22 to maybe 24 because – and I'll, I think the other thing, too, is – and it looks like Brian Burns may end up playing. He did, he did practice today, so um, obviously there was a question mark about contracts and, and different things like that. But I, I think the other part of it, too, Tori, is I still think that there is some questions about how good in pass protection our offensive line is. And – you know, mm-hmm. is Caleb McGarry a, a guy that can handle a, a bigger load in in pass in uh, pass protection? You know, obviously the in, interior of our offensive line. And look, you got Shaq Thompson, Brian Burns, Derek Brown. Like, there's some beasts up front for Carolina's defense, yeah. and I, I think part of that is just not getting too far behind the chains and taking too many chances in the passing game and not accumulating yards for it. Right, yeah, and and I think don't get me wrong. I think that you know the guys are going to have his tar- their targets, and I think that Desmond's going to have plenty of opportunities to throw the ball on Sunday. But I I just don't want like I don't want people to go in there thinking that Drake London is going to have twelve targets. I right. mean, heck, he right. may, but and there's always an opportunity for that to happen. But for me, if I'm just kind of just looking at what the strengths of this offense still is, it's still running the ball. That that hasn't changed. Just because you have a new person in at left guard, I don't think. Like I, I do still believe that this, this offense, it, it kind of hinges the success of it hinges upon how solid this ground game can be and how, how they can continue to pound the ball on the ground. Yeah, I, I agree with you, Tori McElhaney, joining us here from AtlantaFalcons.com on the WaitFord.com hotline. And, and look, I, I've talked about this, um, you know, repeatedly here over the last couple few days that I think the I think the key to the game is the defensive line of the Atlanta Falcons. Can they keep pressure on Bryce Young? He's not a running quarterback, but he can make plays with his legs. 
but you don't want him to get comfortable. You don't want him completing right. nine passes in a row. You don't want him to feel good. I mean, you know, I, I really do think that this is where Ryan Nielsen is going to have something up his sleeve where they try to get consistent pressure on Bryce Young. Yeah, well, I think it goes back to something that Jerry Gray said today, and Jerry Gray's the uh, assistant head coach defense, and he his his role is kind of in the secondary, but he was he was making such a good point where he was like, our goal going into this game in week one is to make Carolina uneasy. And I thought that word uneasy was such a good word to describe how they want to impact a young quarterback. If you have a hand in his face <laughs> nine times out of ten, he's going to feel uneasy. He's not going to feel comfortable. And I think the less comfortable Bryce Young is, the more opportunities there is for the Falcons, obviously, as a defense to make some plays and maybe cause some, some three and outs. And so I, I really think that if that's the contingency that they want to live in, if that's the plan that they want to live in, and they even said, you know, yes, we're. it was funny because Jerry Gray was like, yeah, we're playing defense and everything like that, but we want to go on the offensive sometimes. Like, we, we want to go up and attack, and we that's how, what we want to be. That's who we are. So I think, like, actually being able to see that series in and series out, drive in, drive out, that that is where this defense can really make a stand. And, you know, last thing for you, Tori, I – you know, I'm going to be curious to see where Carolina attacks this defense because, again, it's not in an immensely talented, you know, group of skill position people, but you do wonder about, okay, do they pick on the second corner for the Falcons? Do they take, you know, a, uh, you know, a Hayden Hurst and attack over the middle of the field? Like, I'm going to be curious to see just kind of what Frank Reich has up his sleeve as far as where he decides to attack this defense. Yeah, I, I agree. And I think, you know, there's going to be some times where Frank Wright gets the best of this defense. But mm -hmm. I think it's – and it goes back to kind of the first point that I made when we were talking. It's like this is going to be a coach's chess match. This game is because the Falcons don't have any tape of, of the, this Carolina offense with a – with Frank Wright calling the plays and, and Bryce Young as the quarterback and all their other pieces. I mean, they don't have tape on that. But simultaneously, Carolina doesn't have tape on the Falcons either. So it's really going to be about the in-game adjustments. And, okay, if they have an explosive play, how can the Falcons defense come back and actually make a play in and of themselves to kind of keep things moving in the right direction that they want it to move in? Tori McElhaney, she covers all things Atlanta Falcons for AtlantaFalcons.com. She'll be joining us here all season long, and she joined me on the WaitFor.com hotline. Give her a follow on her personal Twitter page, at Tori underscore McElhaney. Tori, as always, thank you so much. And, uh, look, we'll be looking forward to talking to you all season long. Can't wait. Looking forward to it. You got it. When we come back from the top of the hour, it will be time for the Falcons flyover. We'll hear from the head coach and the quarterback, plus – a couple other news and notes as PFF hands out their preseason awards. And guess what? The Falcons are involved. Aren't you excited, Day Day? With that fresh dew back there. Chuck Green, the Kia Studios, Sports Radio, not to the game, the Odyssey.com app. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.